If you can remember all the way back to September, you remember that we kicked off our fall season with a message series called Missing Ingredients. Well, today we want to talk about an ingredient, or actually really for the next four weeks, we want to talk about an ingredient in our faith life that some people might treat as optional, but is really essential. And that is devotion to Mary, the mother of God, who is our mother too. For us, Mary is both a model we can look to for instruction, um, and she's also an intercessor that we can turn to for help. We've taken as the title of this series the motto of St. John Paul II, totus tuus. Totus tuus means totally yours. John Paul borrowed it from a prayer written by St. Louis de Montfort. Totus tuus ego sumit omnia mea tua sunt. I am totally yours and everything that I have is yours. These words not only express a love for Mary, but also a desire to belong completely to God, like her and with her. Totus tuus is how Mary lived. And I'd say that totus tuus is the highest expression of discipleship because Mary is the disciple of Jesus par excellence. In a few places in the gospel, it might seem like Jesus puts Mary down, but really what Jesus is always doing is lifting her up and lifting her up for us. One place is in Matthew 12 where Jesus is teaching and then Mary and some others show up and wanna speak to him. And Jesus responds, they're outside, Jesus responds, Who is my mother and who are my brethren? And stretching out his hands toward his disciples, he said, here are my mother and my brethren. Whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Another place that Jesus seems to put Mary down is in Luke 11, where there's a woman in a crowd who cries out to Jesus and says, blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts that nursed you. But Jesus replies, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. In both of these passages, it might seem like Jesus is putting Mary down. But let me ask you, who has done the will of the Father more completely than Mary? Who has both heard and kept the word of God more fully than Mary, no one. No one has done the will of the Father and heard and kept the word of God more completely and more fully than Mary. And what this means for us is that closeness to Jesus is not a matter of blood relationship, but rather it's the response of faith. So for us, this means it's not enough to simply be raised Catholic It's not enough just to go to Catholic school. What matters is that we, like Mary, give the response of faith. From the moment of her immaculate conception in the womb of her mother, Elizabeth, God had a special plan for Mary. And throughout the entirety of her life, Mary always gave the response of faith. And this is most clear in the moment of her 
of the Annunciation, when the Archangel Gabriel appeared to Mary and shared with her the great news that she was going to become the mother of the Savior. And then how did Mary respond? Well, she responded with her great fiat, her great yes. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Now just to put this into perspective for us, at this point, Mary was a teenager. They got married a lot younger (laughs) back then. And as a teenager, or even as an adult for that matter, Mary could not possibly have known how things were going to work out in the end. You know, just as we, as we face our problems and challenges, we don't know how things are going to work out either. But Mary trusted God completely. And she gave herself totally to God, totus to us. The bottom line is this, amid our uncertainties, amid our problems, we like and with Mary need to give ourselves totally to God, totus to us. You know, maybe we can just sum that up in a a simple prayer. Lord, I don't know how things are going to work out, but I place myself completely in your hands. Our gospel today is taken from a part of St. John's gospel called the, the Farewell Discourse. It takes place at the Last Supper. So Jesus has washed the feet of his disciples. They've shared the Last Supper. And now Jesus is giving them their final instructions, which apply to us too. And as they listen to his words, the disciples are both confused and dismayed because Jesus told them that he's going away. And since they're confused and dismayed, Jesus says to them, do not let your hearts be troubled. You see, the disciples want to jump to the end of the story. They want to know how everything is going to work out in the end. And I'm sure we do the same thing too when we have difficulties that befall us. Because sometimes all we see is the wall. And we see no way to get around the wall. The wall could be anything. It could be an unexpected health diagnosis. It could be a miscarriage. It could be troubles with your kids. It could be a relationship that is falling apart. It could be a mountain of work with no end in sight. It can be a sin that you just can't seem to shake. It can be a financial blunder. Really, it can be any problem that you can't see a solution to. And then through it all, God simply says, Trust me. That's how Mary lived. Mary, after, the, after she conceived, she didn't get all worked up about what Joseph was going to do when he found out she was pregnant. She trusted. The same thing, when, when the Holy Family, Mary and Joseph, had to flee with Jesus as refugees into Egypt, Mary didn't forget that this was part of God's plan and that he was taking care of them. You know, through that great uncertainty, she trusted. And to make it very stark, even when Mary's heart was torn with grief as she cradled in her arms the dead body of Jesus, she never forgot and she never doubted that he would rise again. Even in that moment of extreme pain, she trusted. Trust 
is what God asks of us, and trust is what the disciples are struggling with in today's gospel. Jesus tells them he's going away, and they don't understand, and so they don't trust how they're going to follow. In the Gospels, Thomas usually gets a bad rap, but here, I think, Thomas asks or or says what all the other disciples were thinking. Thomas speaks. He says, Master, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus responds, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Friends, if you are looking for the solution to any of your life's problems apart from Jesus, you are going to be left empty. If you think that anyone else can can free you or, or set you free from the burdens that weigh on you, except Jesus, you are greatly mistaken because no politician, no priest, no doctor, no public figure, no person can heal the broken parts of our heart. Unless, of course, they point us to Jesus. And that's what Mary does. Mary is not like the sun that, that, that shines and that gives light and warmth. No, that, that's Jesus. Mary, Mary is more like the moon. And the moon doesn't give light and warmth itself. Rather, it reflects the light and the warmth of the sun. Mary wants to help us get to Jesus. As as they say in Latin, ad Jesum per Miriam, to Jesus through Mary. One time I was bringing an elderly woman Holy Communion and she was telling me about her prayer life and she she said, Father, I always pray to God And then when God doesn't give me what I want, I go to his mother. (laughs) Maybe that's not completely theologically proper, but isn't that a great attitude? Because when we look to Mary for help with our problems, sometimes she takes care of them for us, and sometimes she strengthens us so that we can better face them. Either way, we do well to turn to Mary because Mary gives us the fast track to her son. So no matter what challenges are facing you now, I invite you to ask Mary for help and like Mary, to give yourself totally to God. So let us end with prayer. We fly to your protection, O Holy Mother of God, Despise not our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers. O glorious and blessed Virgin, amen.